What up, world? And welcome back to another episode of the Seeds of Success podcast. It's your host, Colin Walters, and I'm super excited for today's episode. We got the man, my new friend, Milan Lombardo, on the show today. And M- Milan, is uh, he- he's got a lot going on. He's a multifaceted individual who is actually a full-time college student at Skidmore College in New York. They have a, a tremendous sustainability program that he's heavily involved in there. And that is the reason why he's there, which we'll, we'll learn more about when he's not a full-time college student. He's actually the associate producer for the legendary chef, Dan Churchill. He's a youth ambassador for Sea Trees. He's got his own podcast called the What's Your Juice podcast, which we'll learn more about what his juice is, what your juice might be. And I mean, he, he's a he's a brand builder. He's a content creator. He does awesome stuff in the film world. He is all around a quality individual and just a great guy. And so without further ado, I'm pleased to bring to the show Milano Lombardo. All right, here we go. Milan, good to have you on the show. Welcome to the Seeds of Success podcast. Thanks, brother. Really stoked to be here. Thank you for thank you for the opportunity and really excited to dive into it. You bet, man. And for for everybody watching this on on YouTube, this is me holding my microphone here. Milan and I were just going through the uh the the setup of should I hold it? Should I not? Should I but you got to try things that are that are new to get results you haven't had. So, here we go. Holding is kind of gangster. I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> um well cool and uh Milan good to have you man good good to meet you and and get connected and just for you know some super quick background Milan and I got connected through my buddy's podcast Jackson Mitchell who has the walk-on mentality podcast I listened to his latest episode Milan was on it he had me fired up he's got his own podcast the what's your juice podcast and so um yeah, you know, truthfully, I listened to your podcast twice. I was, um, there, there's a lot of very quality stuff in there, man. And, and it had me Committed, fired bro. up Appreciate thinking that. about passion, you know, like, what are we living for? What's the purpose behind what we're doing? Um, and so I reached out to you and let you know, it was an awesome podcast. Loved every second. I would highly recommend everybody that's watching this, listening to this, go check it out. Um, we'll, we'll include all the notes and everything in the, in the show link. So, but I reached out. We got connected. I said, Milan, that was an awesome show, man. Would love to have you on. And and here we are. So it's been it's been great to connect with you. I'll albeit briefly. Awesome to have you on the show, man. And without further ado, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself and uh welcome to the show. Yeah, well, dude, first of all, thank you so much, Colin. Appreciate that, bro. And um means a lot that you listen to the to the episode and that you listen to it twice. I mean, dude, legend. Great and um enough. Thanks for thanks for reaching out too because it's always really good to hear you know after you share your ideas your opinions your beliefs with the world like it's always nice when those ideas and opinions and the way and your outlook is actually received in a positive way and you know it's always feels really good to hear it so really appreciate that and you know none of those messages ever go unnoticed you know especially for me and I know for everyone who receives them so it means a lot and um stoked to have stoked to be on here really excited to dive into this and bit on who I am. So my name is Milan Lombardo. I'm 20 years old. I'm a college student up at Skidmore College in New York. And I guess the thing that the way I like to introduce myself now these days is I'm the associate producer for Dan Churchill. So Dan Churchill, he's this amazing Australian celebrity performance chef in New York City. We work with Chris Hemsworth and all sorts of these rad individuals helping to really share share more perspective and help people understand what food truly is and how food can help people improve themselves and improve their bodies to become the best versions of, of themselves, who they want to be. We call it becoming a legend. And, um, it's amazing, dude. So every day, Monday through Sunday, I get to wake up and create content with my friends and work to build a brand to help people genuinely change their life, change the trajectory of their life and build themselves and build their brands and just build their lives in a way that's going to be the best for them in the long run. So that's my, that's the main thing I focus on, on my daily. I'm also the host of the what you juice podcast, which is really fun. It's kind of the, what you juice is the way that I've started my entire personal brand, this adventure of figuring out more of who I am and what I want to do in my life and getting myself in the room with people who I want to be in the room with what you juice is the epicenter of where that's come from. And I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll dive in all that. And, um, yeah, man. So those are two of the main things I do. I'm also the youth, 
I'm, I'm also the youth ambassador for Sea Trees, which is an incredible nonprofit based out of California, where we work to, to foster and cultivate blue carbon sinks, which is anything like mangrove trees, seagrass, any of these types of organisms where you can plant them in the water and it actually creates a blue carbon sink. So that's an ecosystem that pulls carbon out of the air and sucks it down into the, into the sea, into the ocean, into the roots of these plants. And they're more effective than rainforests at doing this. So it's really cool work. I love it. My passion is around sustainability and brand building. So between those things, what you juice, my work with Dan Churchill and building my own personal brand, you know, Milan Lombardo, and then my work with sea trees, I get to kind of combine my passion for storytelling, brand building, and and environmental change. So that's what I do. That's what I focus on on my daily and, you know, super blessed and stoked to do it. A lot to a lot that we could dive into there, right? I would, I would anticipate that based on everything you just mentioned, there's not a whole lot of downtime in Milan's life here, right? I think everything you just mentioned is a couple different jobs, a lot of responsibility, a lot of commitment, right? While also being a student, and being 20 years old, and it's one of the things that Jackson and I were were touching on right after your podcast was wise beyond your years, man. So I um, think it's really cool that you have a something that you believe in, right, when it comes to sustainability, but then not only believe in it, but have done not one thing, but multiple things, right, and continue to pursue that passion and that calling that you have, right, and created a voice through your podcast to, you know, allow people to come share what they've done in the space as well. And then continuing to do what, what you're super passionate about in, in college, right. Which is, I mean, that itself is a job. And I know that you just finished up uh, midterms and it sounds like they went well. And, you know, now you can continue to focus on everything else that you got going, but a lot of cool stuff that we could dive into. I would say, you know, a lot of the audience will probably be familiar with Dan Churchill. If not, Highly recommend going to look him up. And I think one of the coolest things is how you got connected with him, right? How you are working with Dan. I, you know, I listened to your podcast where you had Dan on your show. Awesome podcast to listen to. Like, obviously y'all, you know, connect, you click your, I mean, your boys, right? So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about how did you actually get to start working with Dan? And like, how did that all come to be? Yeah. Did you listen to the newest one with him? The one Which that was, was like the, back in August, I I believe. So what was that like okay, two or cool. three months ago? I think you yeah, had yeah. him on a couple of times, but I listened to the most recent one. Yeah. So that one we're talking about, that was fun. I recorded that interview actually a year ago, a little over a year ago now, but that okay. was the, the first two weeks of my internship with him is when we were, when, when we recorded that. So that's when I found out I got the job. So that God. interview was really fun and special. I was wondering, cause you mentioned in there like 16 days. And yeah. so I, it was like, wasn't really clicking. There we go. Yeah. Thank, yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. That was a really fun time. So yeah, so Dan Churchill, right? He's a total legend. And he's someone, you know, that's a, he's a sought after person, right? He's got a lot of people want to work with him, a lot of people want to know him. Um, and so right, like, how how is it that I got the job with him? So when I was 18, I started my podcast, What's Your Juice? And this all happened because one of my favorite musicians, his name is Rob Ricardo. He makes, it's like indie folk music, stuff like that. He was touring nearby and he's pretty small at the time. So I reached out to him on Instagram. I was like, Hey bro, I love your music. I love what you're doing. I see you're on tour. Come to Santa Fe where I live. I can sell out, sell out a venue for you. No problem. Let's do this. And he was like, hell yeah, bro. I'm in, let's do it. Let's run it up. So he, we, we got the whole thing set up. I got a venue. I got tickets. I, I got it all sorted. Right. And then COVID happened, which just threw a wrench in all of that. So when that happened though, and we had to cancel, I was thinking one night, like, dang, like this is disappointing, but what is it that I really wanted out of this? Did I just want to meet him and listen to his music or why did I like have this yearning to get to know him? And the answer was because I wanted to understand more of who he is and why his lyrics are the lyrics that he writes. Like, like what is it that he's trying to express and get out in the world? So what I came to, I had this like light bulb moment, a spark, right? I, I love this term spark. So I, he had, I had a spark and it was like, what if you interview him? And then I was like, whoa, what if I interview more people? I love to talk. It's something I do all the time. A lot of people think I probably do it too much. And so it's like, what if I interview him? What if I interview more people? And then that night, I just had this idea for a podcast. And so like when I have an idea like this, it's it's fuel. It's jet fuel, right? Like I just want to like, – it starts burning and I'm going. So until like 2 in the morning, I was just writing on a document. Like I outlined – kind of what I wanted to do. I want to interview people about this. I want to interview people about inspiration, yada, yada, yada. And I started building it out. 
And then I was listening to Lizzo while I was doing this. And she says in a song, she says, the juice ain't worth the squeeze if the juice don't look like this. And I was like, juice, now that's what's up. Like, that's what I'm trying to talk about. Oh. The thing that makes someone come alive, fills them with excitement, gives them a sense of purpose. And that's juice to me. So I was like, what's your juice, right? And that's all where it came from. So this was senior year of high school. And from that point on, I interviewed Robert Cardo the next week. I just, you know, I just chucked my backpack over the fence and went and got it. I didn't think much about it. Right. Mm -hmm. That metaphor. And, um, mm -hmm. from then on, I just started looking for people constantly to interview. I just kept looking for guests, could just scrolling on Instagram, found the people that I was really inspired by. One of those people was Devin Levake, who's an incredible athlete, entrepreneur. He's a total legend. Right. And I found Devin and he's good friends with Dan. And when I found Dan and something just clicked for me, like, when I'm looking for a guest, I always have been looking for someone who's multifaceted, someone who isn't just a chef, someone who isn't just an author. Like I want to see people who have like legit depth, you know, who are doing, not that someone who is just focuses on one special specialty doesn't have depth, but I like this like broader, like they got multiple layers you can kind of unpack. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I found Dan, that's what I felt like. Not only did I feel that where I was like, okay, he's a chef. He cares about sustainability. He's a freaking savage athlete. He's an entrepreneur. He's got a restaurant. Like he's doing so much. This dude's an, a beast. But I was like, I just saw a lot of myself in him, like energetically, his vibe, his energy, he, something just resonated. So I wrote him an email and like, people always say, write cold emails. Like, yeah, but I, I like to write warm emails. Like it's a cold email, but with a lot of like feeling to it. Right. So pitched him the idea of coming on my podcast and I don't have an, I didn't have anything to offer. Right. Like, it's not like, dude, I'm going to get you, you know, millions of downloads by coming on this. You're like, people are going to get to know who you are at a really broad scale because of this. But you know, I just through my passion and through my energy and my authentic want to connect with him. I think that that's what really, uh, you know, touched him, made him like want to give me this opportunity because he was very generous to do that. Right. So he gave me the opportunity for an interview and, in that interview, when I got it, I went into that interview knowing what I truly wanted, which was not just to get this interview and have it just be done, but I actually wanted to become like friends with him. I wanted to form a good friendship. I wanted to work with him, connect with him in a, in a greater capacity. So I went into the interview with that in my, in my mind. And in the interview, you know, it went great. We crushed it. It was super fun. And then and ended up getting an, op an opportunity to have an internship with him in New York City. So I, I followed up on that, got the internship, flew myself out there spent two weeks just throwing down. Like we were having so much fun working out constantly filming things. I was like scrubbing the kitchen and just having a good time. Right. He got podcast guests coming through the studio, meeting all sorts of people is epic. And um, yeah, as you saw in that interview, you watched, like we sat down together in the last day of the internship and I got hired and um, yeah, man, it's been a year and the rest is kind of history. It went from associate producer role or where I was just creating content. to so now moving into like a new phase and directing all the content we create across the entire brand and directing pretty much the majority of all of our brand partnerships and managing our creative team. And it's, it's just awesome. It's something I love. And he's one of the most genuine, genuine and uh, generous people I've you know ever come across. So that's kind of the story there. It's an awesome, it's an awesome story, man. And I mean, it gets better. I swear it gets better every time I hear it. It's now probably the <laughs> third time I've heard it, man. And, and there's, but there's always something different that I've picked up each time. Right. And there's a, there's a couple points that you hit on that I wanted to circle back on and, and essentially double click into, right. The first one being you had this moment, uh, you called it a spark, right. And we have you know, everybody, myself included, listening to this podcast, watching this podcast right now has had sparks at different point in their life, right? Whether it's some idea to for a dream you have, whether it's an idea for work, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be a, a workout or, um, you know, something that you wanted to do a bucket list item, whatever it may be, we've had these sparks, we've had these ideas, these moments of inspiration, but you took immediate action on it. Right. Which if you did not do that and you weren't up until 2 a.m. in the morning working on this idea that you had, which could have been very fleeting. Right. But you, you but you took action on it. You were up till 2 a.m. You're listening to Lizzo. Right. You get you get juice. Right. You start the podcast. But then, it you know, it's this momentum and it's this, it's this like spiral effect of all the dominoes getting knocked down to the point where they here you are sitting in New York City working not for, but with Dan Churchill, 
right? Which I think is so powerful. Can you talk to a little bit about what it took to go from that moment of having that idea, having that spark to actually getting into the work of doing it? Like you put everything else aside, obviously in that moment, nothing was as big of a priority for you in that moment. Like what caused you to take action? How did you continue to take action and, and kind of talk through some of that process? Cause I feel like that's where a lot of people can, you know, sometimes have hesitation to take that immediate action or be hesitant. Right. So can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, bro. Totally. So I love talking about this. I think it's also cool because it's a really hard thing to actually put your finger on because yeah. to really get at the root of that, you have to understand just like, like a certain level of human psychology and, but there's this a certain thing about what makes each of us us, right? Like each of us unique. And so it may be that I have a natural capacity to have an idea and to like, if, if my heart starts beating and I get like truly excited, it's like, I have this certain level of just like determined confidence that I've built where I know that if I have an idea and I, and I like really want to do this thing. And I think this is like, this is just the shit. It's like, I know I can do it. Right. And I've been building that up and like, you know, I, so one of my really good friends, Alex Hamilton, he, okay. he had this tweet, right. And he said, one of the things he said in this thread was success builds confidence, right? Like wins build confidence. So the more you start doing things, the more action you start taking and the more wins you start garnering and, and adding to your portfolio, the more confidence you're going to build, right? More success builds confidence. And success only comes through experience and experience only comes through getting started and getting started only comes through believing in yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and believing yourself kind of comes down to, okay, well, for me, I have an amazing family, right? Like I've, I've been raised with parents who, whenever I had something that I really wanted to do in my life, they, if it was something I really wanted to do and they knew it was, it was in my best interest, they knew it wasn't going to be harmful to me. They would support me. Right. Like if that's basketball, drive me to all the practices, right? If that's, Hey, I actually don't want to do basketball this year. I want to do something else. Okay. But just make sure you, you know, you're getting good grades and you're still working hard. And Hey guys, I want to start a podcast. Hell yeah. What do you need from us to make that happen? Right. And that support system, having a strong foundation really opens the doors for someone to be creative and to, I think, pursue what they genuinely care about right so a lot i have to attribute there i think that that's like one of the root causes for why i'm able to be myself and feel comfortable to just chase what i want you know pursue what i want in my life so that's one part of it i think the other part is just like i'm someone where you know i'll have ideas like still to, to this day where like i have an idea and if it's like if it's like an idea that i'm like that's that's cool mm. I just, it literally is like someone plugs a battery in and all I want to do is just make that happen. I, it's something similar that I have when I'm creating, when I'm editing a video and I'm, you know, and I love the video and it's a creative project. It's like, no matter how stressful life is or how much stuff I got going on, but I'm in that creative process, I can just be in it for hours where it's like, I want to do nothing else. And it just fills me up with like so much energy. So there's something just about who I am where I work like that. Like I've never had an issue taking an idea and throwing myself at it. Right. When I was, um, I've been creating content since I was like probably 12, right. I got it. Like my first like phone is like a Motorola and I would film all my NBA 2k clips and then edit them together in a little edit and put them on YouTube. Cause I watched like Chris smooth or whatever his name was. Yeah. And then, you know, graduate, I like, went from that to, you know, Minecraft videos and then, there's like all these little gameplay things, but I was like, so, but then when at that stage of my life, I was really concerned what people would think, you know, if the, I would get, if people would see that at school and whatnot. Right. So it was like, this like fear built up in me and like just this anxiety around if people were going to see the stuff that even though I was loving doing it, if friends at school or friends, right. Quote unquote, you know, we're going to like trash me on it or whatnot. Then went from that to vlogs. I went from that to like sports clips. And then now it's like, I can look back and I'm, you know, you know, myself and Dan and the team, we're, we're doing content with, with multi-billion dollar brands and, you know, for our personals. And it's, mm -hmm. so now I look back on it and it's like, wow, I have this, this archive of, of, of experience, right. That now has led to this opportunity where I feel confident in what I'm creating. And I, and I can put my face and my stamp on it and stand behind it. No matter if, if a hundred people or a hundred million people watch this video. Right. So all that to say that I think like a huge part of things is just, if you have something you, you care about, something you like, you got to just start putting energy into it. 
And as soon as that idea goes from an idea to like even just a fragment of a tangible visual, I think that you've already got the ball rolling. So with the podcast, when I had that idea in the po- about the podcast and then I started a Google Doc, like for me, mm-hmm. any idea that's good has to go to a Google Doc and you have to like put a title and mission and vision and purpose and all these bullets to like outline because as soon as you do that it's no longer just an idea it's actually you know the beginning of, a, of something and so I think that that's just one thing I would say is like getting in that habit of just any idea that's good write it down any idea that you really think is fun start writing about it and just see where you can just let your own brain go and where your heart starts to beat faster, you know? And when your heart starts beating around an idea, do not ignore it. It's one of the biggest disservices we can do to ourselves is just ignoring these sparks and these moments of pure inspiration. Inspiration is gold, you know? And if you just throw gold out the window, it's not going to keep coming as much. So the more you actually take that gold and then reinvest it, I think the more wealth you're going to keep accumulating in that sense of inspiration and positive ideas. It, it takes me back to uh, last week's podcast episode where I spoke with Mario Minner about the power of acting on inspiration, right? Which is essentially what, what you're talking to right here. Um, love that you reference your family, your support right? The, the friends that you had that, that gave you that belief in yourself, which I want to touch on that here in a little bit, we'll, we'll circle back to that, but then also combining that support with actually the act of doing right. And experience to give you that confidence to, you know, be able to then go take action when, when you felt that spark, when you felt your heart racing, right? Because it's those ideas that quite frankly can change the world. Cause here you are, right? Doing multi-billion dollar or excuse me, multi-million or multi-billion. Maybe you said billion. I um, I said billion. Yeah. You said billion. I, see, like changing the world, right? Changing the games. And you never know like where that can take you because here you are, man, 20 years old. I think a lot to, a lot to be, and not to take anything, you know, not to say like, Hey, you're super young. Like you shouldn't be because you, you very well should be right where you are supposed to be right now. Milan, like, you know, thanks, um, bro. Absolutely, man. Like age doesn't matter, man. Whether we're whether we're 20, whether we're 40, whether 50, it does it does it does not matter. It's what you know, what have you done? Where are you at right now? Where do you want to go? Right. Um, we got we got a very precious life to live and to take advantage of. And you know, I know you're uh an advocate for living it to the fullest. And so I think acting on that inspiration allows you to do that because that is where your heart um, you know, is essentially trying to lead you, right? So um Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, last thing I wanted to touch on with that is takes me back to thinking about this, this concept that I learned from a guy named Colin Henderson, mental conditioning coach. And, you know, he talks about this concept of M3, right? And it all starts with a little bit of movement, creating momentum, leading to motivation to continue going, right? So to your point, getting it out of your head, opening up the Google Doc, creating something tangible and then you just let it go from there right like actually getting it from head out onto paper to something that is then been created that you can then continue to create and so good stuff man i i do want to circle back to you mentioned belief and i thought that was a, a powerful word right obviously you had support from your family your parents growing up a good uh friend group that sounded like they were supportive you have you know, belief from just things you've done in the past. But I also feel like you have this almost just like this innate ability to believe in yourself. And there's, you know, this mindset that, hey, like glass half full. I know I heard you say that in the podcast with Jackson, right? Reaching out to your favorite, your favorite artist. And I don't know if you've even had experience, you know, putting, putting butts in seats, trying to fill out stadiums for artists to come. But I'm like, damn, does he have like previous experience doing this? Like he sounded super confident saying that he was going to sell out this crowd or reaching out to Dan Churchill. Cause like, who knows? He, he, he might say no, probably will, but he might say yes. And maybe he will. So where's that? Be- like, can you talk to like self-belief? Like, like what, how do you, how do you think about that? And like, you know, these scenarios of what if, right? Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, no experience selling out venues or yeah. people in seats. I'm like, damn, this guy sounds like he's been doing it for all 20 years of his life here. But if I was like shaky about it and I wasn't yeah. 
and I wasn't confident in my, I'll sell out a show for you, then who knows if he would have said yes. Right. So yeah, my thing is like, no and that's with a lot of things. Like, you know, there's been moments with, with Dan, especially in the beginning, even where it was like, Milan, do you know how to Photoshop? Do you know how to edit? Yes, I do. Kinda, right? But kinda. like you leave out the kinda, and then I've you kinda go home done and it. You, yeah, you stay up as late as you need to, and you figure it out, and you get the skills, and you get the attributes, and then you yeah. level yourself up, and then you can handle the work, right? So, yeah. okay. So one thing about belief, like Nick Bear, he's one of my favorite people, right? He's a big, he's a mentor for me and a friend, which I'm really grateful to be able to say. And um, one thing he says, which I love, is he's like when he started his brand, he says that he was he had a certain level of being naive right and so there's a certain thing where like belief in yourself and naivety kind of go hand in hand in a certain sense in the beginning of a venture right like for me with the podcast i didn't even like think about researching how you launch a podcast or how many episodes you should post a podcast before you launch it so it'll like chart for example or you have a greater chance of being coming put being put on the charts or like what's the best podcast gear or anything like that like I went into it like I want to interview people and I'm going to interview them next week and I'm just going to do this now. And so like the next day I woke up and I posted a GoFundMe for like 350 bucks or something for like all the equipment I was going to need. I did like a quick little Amazon no thing. Kidding. Got I got the GoFundMe sold out in like a matter of hours, like I think two hours, which was super cool. So um, fortunate, right, for that. And then um, I just did it. And then I was like, okay, well, now I don't know who I'm going to do after this interview, but then I had to just find the next person. And then I had to find the next person. Figure it and out. I just built out a thing, right? So Amar Candil, he's one of the founders of Yes Theory. He says this thing on, I think he said it on the Impulsive podcast. He said, throw your backpack over the fence and go get it, right? So mm -hmm. I also love that approach in terms of starting. It's like, just chuck your backpack over the fence and go get it. Just even if it's like naive, you don't know what's over that fence. So you just throw it, go get it, figure it out, adapt. Mm -hmm. make it happen so mm -hmm. that's part of it right in terms of the belief in yourself there's also this other side believing in yourself right i think there is a certain level just inherent to me of like i know that the goals i have for my life it's not when i look at people like phil knight with shoe dog right and in nike and i look at yvonne yvonne chenard with patagonia and i look at these you know, moguls and these people who have created these incredible brands. Right. And, you know, Nike, for example, like I would read, I would do things super different, right. In the modern day with sustainability in particular, it's my passion, but just like people who just have an idea and go and make it happen. Right. And people mm -hmm. like Dan Churchill and Nick bear and Devin Levake, like people who I've never looked at them as like, Oh my God, like, that's so amazing. That's Nick bear. That's Dan. That's Devin wow, like I would love to get a picture with them one day. Like my approach has always been, yeah, that's Nick, that's Dan, that's Devin. I know that they got shit to do in their life. They got things to to make happen. They need help. They got brands to build. They're working hard and I want to help them and I want to know them. I want that to be my circle. I see at this level that these people are operating at. I want to be a part of that circle, that part of that community so that it raises me up to another level so that I have to step up to the plate. So I have to improve myself, right? And so I can learn from these people. I want to be a sponge and just soak up all this knowledge that these guys have to offer just by being around them. So just that belief in myself of like, I know that I can be in this circle. I know I can hang with these guys, right? I know that I can learn from them and they can, I can, they can, they're people who can mentor me and I can build myself into a position that's similar, you know what I mean? And do something that I also want to do, which is like, which is what these guys are doing. So just this belief that like, I think it's this thing of like, you're worthy, you know, you have a place, you can achieve what you want. And if they can do it, why wouldn't, why not you, you know what I mean? Like, why can't you have the body you want to have? Why can't you have the job you want to have? Why can't you have the life you want to live? It's like, I do want those things. So I'm on, I want to go get them. Right. I, I think that we all deserve to have those things that we really want, but then there's so much work to put in. So just this belief, like I've always seen examples and role models in my life, not as just these people that idolize and to pedestal, but as people to actually get to know, connect with and learn from. And I think that speaks to like the belief in myself, right? Of like believing that I'm worthy to actually be in those places. And like, that's where I want to get, right? So I think that's part of it. It's just like, 
whether it's people, whether it's brands, whether it's whatever it is, it's like, I don't just look at them as like, that's so amazing. That's so cool. It's like, that's amazing. That's rad. I know that this took so much and I want to find out how to build something similar for my life. And I want to learn from these people. And I want these to be the people, these successful people to be people to be the people who are teaching me who I'm getting to learn from and who I can, you know, one day stand next to and also be, you know, in this, in a similar position. Right. I, I, I love so many different parts about what you said. A couple that stand out Milan are one, it's, it's a, it's sort of a mentor mentee relationship in the sense that you're learning from individuals who are in the places and in the shoes that, you know, ultimately you would like to be in, in some regard, it may not be exactly that, but there's so many different types of, you know, the leadership that they provide the value to the world that they provide. Um, but it's also, you see him as a friend, right? And it's just, I'm looking at you, Milan, you're looking at me like, you know, we're, we're sitting here as, you know, now new friends. And it's just like another person that we can learn from. And then you're going to be in that same boat, helping people in the same ways that they have helped you. Right. And there is something that I thought was super important that you mentioned. And it was, it was probably like 15 minutes ago. You mentioned that when you started working with Dan, you were doing the dishes, right? You mentioned doing the dishes. It was a fleeting comment, but it was something that you were like, Hey, how I, I believe your mindset to be, how can I be, how can I add value? Right. How can I help? Right. Like somebody's got to do the dishes. And so was that something they asked you to do? Did you take it upon yourself? Or is that something where you got yourself in this situation? You're going to take full advantage. Like this has to get done. So why not me? Like, you know, I think that just adding value and doing something like that was, was huge and shows the character and kind of your mindset around that. Yeah, well, I think it's good to clarify this. I'm glad you brought this up because I don't because I know Dan will be like, dude, don't be telling people that, you know, you came all the way out here to New York and I just had you doing dishes, right? Like, so, no, he did not tell me like, Milan, you need to do dishes. That's part of this thing. Like I'm yeah. bringing you in at like the bottom and you're working it up. No, like. Dan actually would have me on the end of all of his like private meetings and all these, you know, high level meetings he was in where I was sitting completely silent behind, like on the other. So he was facing me right with the computer facing him. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like watching him in the meeting, right. Passing a notebook back and forth with me while like silently answering my questions and explaining the meeting as we're going and like checking to see if I'm picking up what's going on. So like he was actually going above and beyond to constantly provide so much value for you. It was so cool. And so, Especially when someone does, yeah, when someone does something like that for you, when someone's going above and beyond to, to make you feel like valued, you want to help as well, right? So for me, it's like I was doing dishes, like I wouldn't let him touch the dishes, right? That was my thing. I'm like, dude, I know this is your yeah. kitchen, but get the fuck out of the sink yeah, area, yeah. dog. I'm uh, this is my location now, you know. <laughs> so I would just do the dishes. I would clean. I would sweep. Like, you know, this is kind of how my parents raised me too, right? And yeah. um. So that's, that was part of it. Dan did not just like make me do dishes. He was, he was taking me out for dinner and comping my lunches and teaching me stuff left and right. Well, I, thank you. Thank you for the clarification. He will probably appreciate that as well. That's for you, Chinchi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, well, I think that, you know, it also goes into working with individuals that we respect and that we appreciate, right. And individuals that we look up to. I know you've had a similar experience with bear performance nutrition, right. And, and BPN, um, you know, I know there's, yep. He's rocking it. So for those of you listening, uh, Milan's rocking his, uh, BPN shirt right now. And he's, uh, uh stay in the uh, fight, baby. Yep. Stay in the fight, go on more. And, uh, but no, you had an opportunity, right. To go down another thing that you created an opportunity for yourself to go down, get in the creative studio, with some of the individuals down there and that's transpired into a pretty fruitful and uh, just an awesome relationship with a lot of the people in there. I know that's how you met Jackson ultimately, but how did that come about? Like maybe talk to the audience a little bit about how, how did you end up in the headquarters of BPN? You know, I won't, I won't spoil anything, but like in the rooms with them, like going over creative work, like how did that all come about? Yeah. So first of all, BPN, this amazing company called bear performance nutrition. Yeah. The best supplements in the game. Right. And yep. the founder is Nick bear. He's a total legend. He's the hybrid athlete, absolute machine weapon of an individual. And he's also the night, one of the nicest, funniest dudes ever. Like 
Nick is one of those guys who you might think he's super intimidating and don't get me wrong. Like the dudes, a, he's a tank and he's, you know, he can be intimidating when he wants to be, but he's also like, he'll be the first dude to sing karaoke and he'll be, he'll, you know, yeah. rock up in a kiss costume to Halloween. And he'll, he's, he has a skateboard in his, in his office, you know, cause he loves skate culture and he's mm. a total legend. I, I love that guy. Um, so anyways, BPN, their family, so much love and appreciation for that whole crew. So I've been following Nick bear for a while, about the same amount of time I've been following. I was following Dan, right? Still am following him, but you know what I mean? And when they released more than the miles, the documentary mm-hmm. where Nick bear ran a hundred mile ultra in Leadville, Leadville, I was so blown away, like captivated, blown out, out of the waters, just on the production quality, the storytelling. But the thing that really got me about that was seeing how bought in the entire BPN team was to the same mission and to seeing Nick Bear succeed and what the whole message of more than the miles and go one more truly means. And the fact that like the whole team was losing sleep, running around, scouting out the locations to shoot like it it almost made me like it made me cry a couple moments this this documentary like it made me cry made me pound my fist like yelling in, in excitement and like at different moments like it was an emotional roller coaster which is the best example of storytelling and filmmaking and i was just had this uh, thought where i was like i have so much to learn from these guys and and what i really felt was i want to build something like this in new york with dan that was my main thought i was like I want us to build a team who cares and is as passionate about helping people improve their lives through food and wellness as these guys are about helping people improve their lives through supplements and through training, right? So that's one thing that was really powerful is I didn't, once again, it wasn't just like, that's so amazing that they have that. It's like, that's an example of a pinnacle example for me. And I want to build this same type of experience and same type of opportunity and same culture with Dan and what we're doing. Right. So once again, that mentality of not just like, not just idolizing or being odd, but also, but using it as an example to actually take tactile steps in your own life. Right. So fast forward a little bit, a rod who's, I mean, that guy is my brother, right? He's one of the best graphic designers in the world period. And he, Jordan Utter, another just absolute legend, incredible creative director, incredible human, dear friend of mine. They are the brand director and creative director of BPN. And they were on a podcast with Nick Bear and they were talking about deep work and how to have mm-hmm. true creativity. Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to this, the only thing I could really think about was I have so much to learn from these dudes. Like these guys are my teachers. They can teach me so much. I want to learn from them, like not just listen to them. I want to know them and learn from them and understand their processes. So right after the episode, I called Dan. I was like, Dan, look, this is what I want. I want to go to VPN and shadow these guys like how I did for you for the internship. Learn from them, be a sponge and just form a connection. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I was like, do you like, can I have your approval on that? You know, just because it's like I'm representing the brand, right? And he knows the guys. So I was just want to make sure. And he was like, 100%. So I called Adam Clink, which this is where a lot of it isn't just on me anymore. This is like, I have this opportunity to have the network I have at a large part because of Dan, right? So he's very generous with that. He wants me to form my own relationships and my own network. And he's willing to, to you know, help me cross-populate, right? My network with his, right? And use his network to build mine. So called Adam. Adam was like, love this idea. Let's set it up. Let me see what A-Rod thinks. I had a meeting with A-Rod. A-Rod was like, 100%. Let me talk to Trey. Mm-hmm. Trey said yes. Mm-hmm. Came out to BPN. Had an incredible time for four days just learning, just asking questions. A-Rod and Jordan put me in like all the meetings. They were even asking me what I thought about the brand or what I thought they were, should do with the with like their content shoot, right? So make me feel included and give me so much opportunity and free gear and put me up in a hotel and like so much generosity, right? Um, and we had a pool party that weekend with Nick at his house and which was super fun. And, um, it was, dude, it was like, I learned more in those three days than I had in months. And I came back more fired up than I had been in a long time. And I just wanted to stack the bricks and build an empire and improve people's lives while we do it. And it was just one of the coolest experiences of my life. 
What a freaking cool experience, man. And I know that just like you, like we've both followed Nick, we've both followed BPN for years, but again, it comes back to the same theme. You had this idea and then you took, it wasn't a massive initial action, right? It was having a conversation with Dan about it, but it was, it was, it was rather immediate, right? There, there wasn't any delay. It was, you had this idea, you did something about it and lo and behold, step-by-step step, you ended up there, right? You ended up at BPN, like all the stars align, but I think it comes back to, again, having that spark, having that idea. And the constant theme here is just doing something about it, right? Taking, not focusing on like the, the overwhelming idea of this entire thing playing out the way that it did, but focusing on like, Hey, that's a cool idea. What if that could happen? Let me talk to Dan and, and see what he thinks. Right. And also advocating for yourself, which I think is a huge thing to take away right there, which is, Hey, I think this is, I have this idea, but in your head, like it's a really good idea too. That is good. Not just for you. It's not, it's not a self interest idea. It's of course, like I have so much to learn. I'm going to become better inherently that will help Dan, that will help our mission and everything that we're doing that will in turn help a whole lot of people. Right. So yeah. it's, it, I mean, I, I, I think that's my, my takeaway from, from what you're mentioning. Um, I don't know if you have anything to, to add to that, but that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Man. One of the main things I want to add to that, which is something I, I think is like something that I want to be talking about in my life in general. I think it's something that I don't, hear people talk about enough, mm -hmm. but I really believe in it, which is the power of actually being strategic and mm -hmm. acknowledging when you're being strategic. Like, like yeah. pe people tend to think that strategy and being strategic for some reason seems to be unauthentic or disingenuine, right? It's like, you're trying to manipulate. And I don't think that like some people could use strategy to do that. Right. But in my mind, first of all, I always say this, like the most strategic thing you can do is be a good person, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're going into mm -hmm. things, like you're trying to meet someone, you're trying to get to know someone, you're trying to connect with somebody, you need to be strategic about how you're going to do it, right? Nick Bear at the pop-up shop in for the 10-year anniversary stood outside for five hours taking selfies and talking to people, right? Mm -hmm. Like these people are approached all the time. So how are you actually going to go beyond the selfie and beyond the, you know, the, that connection mm -hmm. to somewhere that's like, has some depth and some room to explore, you know, and to learn from the person and become friends. And, you know, like, how do you do that? Right. So a huge thing about this is strategy. Same thing. Like when I went into my podcast interview with Dan, I already knew what I wanted coming out of that. So I go in, you go in with intention, right. And Nick always talks about intentionality. Totally. So you go into the podcast with intention, this isn't just a podcast conversation. This is a podcast where I want to this to be the first step to a much larger place, right? To a much larger goal. And same thing with BPN. It's like I've wanted to get to know those guys for a while, but there wasn't the right in, right? Mm -hmm. And then you find, you know, you wait enough or you pay enough attention, you find the right way to approach people in a way that's not going to turn them off, in a way that's going to open up the doors for you in a way that's going to allow you to actually form those connections you want. And then the goal though, the the thing you have to keep in mind while you're being strategic is making sure it's all coming from a place of authenticity and you're being right. transparent and clear with what you want, right? Like, Hey guys, I know that I don't have millions of followers or like, like you guys are like some of the best creatives there is in the game. So I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of creative, right? Like value add. So where can I add value? Well, my energy, I'm going to add value in the sense of, I want to learn from you and through me learning from you, I'm probably going to reinforce your understanding of how well you guys are doing. And you're going to have to think about, oh my God, you know, Milan got a lot out of this internship or out of these four days. We must be doing something right. You know, also like, I didn't really know like if he was going to like enjoy it or what he was going to get out of it. So maybe we should think about like this, this, and this, you know what I mean? Like I could, I could present myself to BPN in the sense of like, I'm here to be a student and learn from you. And I'm in a position very clearly of, you guys are going to be giving to me. I don't have a whole lot to give you other than my time, my attention, my questions, and my energy, right? And so for Dan, it's like, bro, look, it's an easy sell. Like, I'm going to go out there and learn from these guys and take it back so to improve our systems and our strategies. And mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, man, like Dan, Dan's like my big brother and he's my friend and he just wants me to be doing well in my life. And so one way or the other, if it benefited his brand or if it's someone completely different from the brand, he wants me to succeed. So 
But that's one thing I would say is just strategy. Like it's really important to be strategic and to think through what you're doing and how you're going to do it in order to actually arrive at the results you want. Unless, you know, it's, it's not a big deal and you're okay with whatever outcome, but if you want something, you got to be strategic about how you're going to get it. Sometimes you may only get that one chance, either that or, or maybe you get another chance, but then, you know, you, you didn't take the necessary steps or think it through to where, you know, maybe you tarnish your reputation a little bit. Right. Or there, or you said, you know, you said the wrong thing or, or whatever it may be. Right. Um, I think taking a step back to think about it from a genuine place is the point I want to emphasize. Right. Because everything that you've touched on Milan has come from a place of general, like genuine care for either the person you're reaching out to for a genuine connection that you want to make for a genuine cause. Right. I mean, stemming all the way back to your, to your podcast that you created, you sent, like you want people to get their stories out to, you know, talk about what their juice is, to talk about what fires them up, to talk about what's important to them and hopefully inspire other people to take actions on, on their own inspirations. Right. And learn from what these people are doing. And so I think like deep down, like that, that's what it comes from is doing things in, in you know, with a, a, a genuine intention. Right. Which is, which is super cool, man. And so, um, awesome. Also just really cool to hear that there's only so much you can, I mean, you can watch somebody on social media, you can watch somebody through content creation and, and videos and everything. It's really cool to hear that, um, everybody is, is genuine and just good people, man. It sounds like just good relationships all the way around, which is, which is awesome to hear. Like love hearing a good light on, on all the yeah, brands dude. That, that we love. No, man, I got nothing bad to say about the BPN guys. Some of the best people I've ever met. Like it genuinely feels like family. And so I flew myself out there for the 10 year anniversary again. Like this is like two months later or something like that. And just went out there because like it was a big deal, you know, Nick Bear and BPN's 10 year anniversary. Right. So I flew myself out there again just to go see the guys again. Like it was it was just like a I'm going to go to college. The last time I was out here went so well. I know in my mind, I'm like, I want to double down on this. Nick always says like when he, when he gets momentum in his life, he wants to throw everything he can at that momentum to keep mm-hmm. it going. And so mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, I'm going to college. Like I need to go see these guys one more time before school. Right. Just to double down on that friendship, just to reinvest a bit, you know? And so I flew myself out there, 10 year anniversary. We set up this huge pop-up. It was epic. We had like a, you know, exclusive VPN dinner the night before, which there's like whole chip story happened, which a lot of people like, actually know me from now they're like you're the guy in the chip story which is funny no um, kidding I'm, yeah I, i've yeah. heard the story you're the guy yeah see there you no go i'm the kidding. guy i'm the chip guy dude yeah i'm just gonna get a shirt like that like that chip is guy. so funny so i'm the chip guy um and we just had this amazing time and and that's when bpn became family for me in a lot of ways like the first time was like these guys are so dope these are my friends like brothers you know and the second time was family so it's like, I really care about, you know, these people and these brands and I want to find a way to help improve these brands and help in a way I can. Like for me, it's like a huge goal I have in my life, right? Is I want to help BPN become a sustainable company, right? Environmentally sustainable. And with all the work I do with Dan, it's like, if we're doing clothes, those clothes are going to be sustainable, right? And these are certain quotas and standards I, I work to try and apply and and try and hold up in the brands. And so what I want to do in my life, I want to use storytelling to help build companies and use those companies to transition them to become sustainable or to build sustainable companies to set a new precedent for what it means to have sustainable production and development and design and to help transition the entire way we think about business, you know, through strategic and intelligent and intentional design, right? Around that is going to actually help regenerate and replenish and foster healthy Mm -hmm. ecosystems in the earth. Right. So I want to work with BPN in that capacity. Right. And who knows what's going to happen down the line, but I love them, man. I love the brands. I love the people. It's like, you know, you got to care about what you're doing. I love hearing it, man. And, and just for everyone who doesn't know BPN, doesn't know Nick bear, um, go, go check them out. They, they do awesome stuff in the health, fitness, endurance space, um, supplement company, right. Mindset, motivation, like, like everything you go look on the counter, like, got you know six six cans out there all all bpn out, out in the kitchen so um i was right there with you on the more than the miles documentary and so just just really cool stuff and so i i think it's almost come full circle right we started with like 
you being about sustainability. We just came back to it briefly. And before we start wrapping up the episode here, Milan, one thing that I've heard you say that has stuck with me ever since you said it was when we throw something away, it doesn't just go away. Right. And I think this is so important for where we're at in today's world. Like I have been like, I used to be like pretty good at recycling. You know, now I am like, okay, moving things when I'm seeing them from trash can to recycling bin, like looking at every inch of this thing. Like, can I recycle this? It's just point being, I am now so conscious and so aware of what I'm doing with either what I'm buying, what I'm, what I'm consuming, right. And then where it's going. So I think it it was such a simple yet powerful statement. Can you talk to that uh, a little bit here? Yeah. Well, first of all, dude, when you text me that, like that was one of the most meaningful things someone's ever texted me, like out of something I've created or something I've said, like the fact that, you know, the quote, nothing's ever thrown away hit Mm -hmm. you like that and actually Mm -hmm. transition your actions and your habits. Like, dude, I mean, if I can do that for, for millions, that that's part of the goal. Right. And for one person, right. Whatever it's one person or a million or 10 million, whatever it is, like that's the type of impact I want to be having through what I'm through what you sharing my voice. Right. So that quote, nothing's ever thrown away. That's the thing that my uncle said to me when we were Mm -hmm. driving up to Telluride, Colorado, he's the founder of, of sustainable surf, this amazing company and sea trees, right. Part of my in into the, the whole nonprofit. Right. So he said that to me when we were driving up there. And when he said that, like at this point in my life, I wasn't passionate about school. I didn't really know what trajectory I wanted to go in for college. It was right around junior year. I didn't really have like my, you know, a path laid out for me very clearly. I was mostly just like girls, girls in basketball was kind of my thing. Right. And then when he said that, yeah, of course. And when he said that, like again, spark of inspiration that this one hit me like to the core. And I was like, everything just transitioned like my like a new filter got put over me and i was like okay so the shirt i'm wearing the socks like the car we're driving in the seats like every single thing that i've used for the last 17 years and everything i'm gonna use like where does this all go right like we we throw the trash in the trash can take that bag and chuck it but that's not actually getting thrown away like it doesn't just disappear it goes somewhere and that Mm. place has an impact and oftentimes that's you know places like where there's a like marginalized communities, right. Where they're having to like live next to these where it's like, there's incinerator plants, there's landfills, there's all sorts of different things that are having an impact. Right. So that really transitioned things for me in my life. And it Mm -hmm. gave me a a path to start walking on and to follow and a lot of passion around sustainability and wanting to see design, see products being designed and created in a, in an, just in an intelligent way like we have the capacity to create things no doubt. that are gonna they're coming from the earth and they're gonna return to the earth right and so that just is what catalyzed things for me and since then you know with sea trees it's like one of my favorite things i've been able to do so far is transition the, the brand seek discomfort which is yes theories clothing company yep. to become an ocean positive company where so not only are they already using 100 percent organic cotton in all of their clothes but they're using all natural dyes and all the packaging is 100 percent recycled there and then on top of it so where we come in is we with sea trees a brand partners with us it can be a, any company right no matter the size you partner with us pay a certain amount of money for us to do the carbon calculation on your footprint and we take that data, show you all the areas where your business, your brand, whatever it is, is actually having a carbon footprint, wherever your carbon's being released and emitted and created. And then we help you build out a system where you're going to like decrease all those different areas, right? All those different categories. So that's one part of it. The other part, so we can actually help improve the actual actions and systems of the companies. The other part is you invest in kelp, you invest in sea trees, mangrove trees, and we plant those in the ocean, we hire local communities to plant reforest kelp, plant mangrove trees, create these blue carbon sinks, which is sucking carbon out of the atmosphere. It's also providing an economics, an economically stable source of income for these communities. And the other thing that it's doing is it's double, it has a double carbon certification. So it's two different carbon certifications on the carbon credits. So it's totally tracked and as good as it can get where we can direct with the United Nations on this stuff. And, um, it's awesome. So like, that's one of my favorite things I've been able to achieve so far because helping seek discomfort transition is having a real world impact 
you know, on the environment through business. And that's what I love. So yeah, man, that, that quote is what really catalyzed things. That's what I wrote my college essays on. That's what I wrote my, you know, my college apps is what helped me get into school. It's what has given me so much trajectory in my life. So such a simple thing that, Mm -hmm. that words said, but it just shows you the, the power of storytelling, the power of, you know, of this, right. The power of mission, man. Like, I yeah. mean, that, that's, that's why you're, you're at Skidmore, right? I mean, that's why you're wanting to, then you have these, you know, not only ideas, but ways that you are helping these companies that you're already passionate about, you know, continue in, in this realm. And so it's super cool to hear. I wanted to make sure that we were able to shed a light on that during, during this interview here today. And so thank you for sharing it. Thank you for what you're doing and excited for you to how many more years of, of school you got, you got left before yeah, you bro, I got really hit a it, year, man. a year and a half. And okay. next semester I'm going to Milan, Italy. And yeah, my name is Milan and I'm going to Milan, Italy. It's going to be go. rowdy. So I'm stoked. I, I'm beyond pumped. My family's Italian on my dad's side. It's Sicilian. And makes so, total sense, dude. I'm so stoked to get out there. And yeah, um, man. then I got one more year and then Cool. You know, if Dan, you know, if we're in New York City or wherever it is, I'm think, I'm sure, you know, we'll be in New York or who knows, but yeah, wherever he's at, you know, full time, ideally, and just building yep. the brand and full steam ahead, man. Building the brand, man. And last, the last point I want to touch on there is you, you said it earlier, but, you know, we are our own brand, right? So just food for thought for everybody, like, you know, the actions that we're taking, the things that we're doing, the relationships that we have, you know, the, the words that we speak, it's all part of your own personal brand, right. And, and who you want to be. So I love that you mentioned that earlier. Um, before we wrap things up here, Milan got a couple questions for you that I ask everybody at the end of the show, bro. So stoked for these, hit me with them. Let's get the first one. Give us your favorite quote, man. And if I took the one earlier that, that you were going to say, um, about sustainability, then that that's on me. If I, if I took that, no, one. no, no, you're good. I'm, I'm trying to just make sure that this quote's correct. So I got two. So one of them okay. is just be hard, be hard to kill. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. mentality of the boys No. So favorite quote, I would say, I really like the one from Albert Einstein. I believe it's creativity is intelligence, having fun. Hmm. Um, that always is just. I, we got to fact check that one, but, um, really love that. Just that idea that like creativity is, yeah. is using your intelligence and just, and having fun with it and seeing what you can come up with. I just, I love that quote. Creativity and you're in the right realm fun. for, for that being your favorite quote, man, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be <laughs> doing. And Skidmore's like college phrase is creative thought matters. So it all kind of yeah, fits nice. together. Like that's really why I applied to the school is because creative thought matters, but yeah. So, okay. That's the quote. Next one. Cool. Next one is it used to be favorite book but I transition it to, it can be your favorite book. It can be the favorite podcast that you listen to YouTube channel, whoever you learn from, you know, yep. who do you like to learn from? What, okay, what I'll do you give like? you across the board. So favorite cool. book Said is going to be, um, Siddhartha. Okay. By Herman Hess, which if someone knows that one, shout out. The other option is going to be shoe dog. I love those two books. Oh, and let's yes, go. I'm, I'm that combo. That's my favorite book Sid all the time. Shoe dog. Let's go. Favorite Dude, book all amazing. time. So, but Siddhartha, Siddhartha is my favorite book. Siddhartha, Siddhartha okay. and Shoe Dog. Favorite podcast episode is Yvonne Chouinard's episode on how I built this. That's the podcast episode that made me try and start my own clothing company with my best friend and really got me into this whole entire field of sustainability. So, love it. I'll check it that out. That episode there. Favorite podcast yep. to listen to has got to be. Um, Shout out the Epic Table podcast. Shout out the Bear Performance Nutrition podcast. And shout out What You Do's podcast. Yep. And Season Success and Welcome Matati. There you go. Yeah, let's Boom. go. <laughs> um, and then favorite YouTube channel, dude. Casey Neistat is the guy. He's he's it. He's the truth. Follow Casey Neistat. He's the man. Um, yeah, is that all of them? That's all. Man, you nailed okay. it. I, I don't think we've had a guest so far. Hit hit all four quadrants. So <laughs> let's go. Um, love Shoe Dog, man. That that book. Incredible. I mean, He's the one that talks about crazy idea, right? And in yeah. the book, capitalizes crazy and capitalizes idea, right? Yeah. And then went and took some some serious action on it to what we're yeah. looking at today, which is Nike. So yeah. um, shout out Shoe Dog. Respect and to Phil Knight. Respect, man. Um, next question is, give us a, a bucket list item, man. What's on Milan's bucket list? I bet that thing is long. I bet that thing is full. I, like what? what what's <laughs> Dude, the top I've one actually... that comes to mind, man? 
So I've never made a bucket list, but I have all these things that are like bucket list items. I got no doubt that you do. Yeah. So one of the primary ones is I'm going, I'm going to take an icebreaker boat from like the Northern fjords of Canada all the way up through Greenland to like the, the Arctic circle, I believe is what it is. The Arctic. So for the, and like for, icebreaker boat for the audience, be, yeah. myself included, excuse my ignorance. What is an icebreaker boat? So it's like, like is it okay? Yeah, check this out. So we're like Russian icebreaker boat, and it has this huge bow. I think is what it's called, where it literally can like drive into into like sheets of ice on the water and just like yeah. So we're like them. literally talking an icebreaker boat. Yep, literally. Yeah. Yep. 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 No so kidding. I saw this incredible YouTube series by this guy, Ben Brown, Okay. where he went to the Arctic and I like watched it all in a night and I like, didn't get any sleep, went to bachelor practice the next morning was like totally screwed, but like fell in love with like seeing that blue on the sea ice and just being in that environment and like taking a helicopter over glaciers. So that's like that is sick. pretty much the top bucket list right there. Yeah. That's pretty epic, man. Um, have, have you looked into like what the logistics are of that and like you know when you I need to go like how long does you'll that be oh, okay yeah but no 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 logistics yeah i'm not i'm not there yet it Gotta reminds me first. um i did uh i went bungee jumping for the first time this this past year a couple months ago and the guy that i jumped with he was mentioning that they do a trip it was somewhere in south america where they go up in a helicopter helicopter they bungee jump out of it and then they basically take you in the helicopter you're still strapped to it so you're you're attached to this bungee line and then they take you over this volcano and then somehow you get unclipped and you end up skydiving over this volcano and then like into some land that's right next to it and that's been like ever since i heard that top top of the list which it was reminding me similar to like doing just something crazy like what you're talking about so that's either intelligence having fun yeah, just creativity or that stupidity having fun or it's just having fun take out the intelligence part <laughs> exactly wow that's epic dude that's as hey man that's pretty much last question for you is looking looking forward here you're going to be 65 years old one day right this was something that my mentor asked me when i was trying to make a decision um in my life at one point and he said, Colin, what would 65 year old Colin say to yourself right now? So that's my question to you, Milan is, and that can, you know, it can be applicable to whatever you want it to be, but what would 65 year old Milan look at current day Milan, 20 years old, right. And, and tell you right now, what advice would he give you? Oh, tell me right now in this current moment, in this, like this in this current moment, word. Yep. probably that your heart is a compass. And, you know, the most important thing is to wow. get as tapped into your heart as you possibly can, because if you're, if you're leaving, if you're like leading life in accordance with your heart, like you're, you're walking in the direction that your heart is, you know, beating and your heart's happiest. And that's going to be the only way to like truly live a, like a successful, happy life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like all the other stuff is it, a lot of the other stuff can be cool, but you know, living life in accordance with your heart and what, and what is, yeah, true to you, like your yeah. authenticity and what's real. And, um, that's for me, like, that's what I want to do in my life is I just want to live in accordance with my heart where my heart feels good. I feel good. And, uh, yeah, man, I think that that's kind of the mission. So when that heart's beating, right. And you get that spark and you get that idea, ladies and gentlemen, take that action because, that's how you, that's how you implement following your heart right there. So yeah, the cool answer. thing about sparks is like yep. a spark can turn into a fire or it mm-hmm. can just burn out right? or it can go so, out. Right. You kind of got to seize the moment. Milan, it's been a pleasure to have you on, man. And it's been, it's been great to connect, bro. I've loved even, I mean, Milan and I were able to chat, you know, over Instagram, then text and hopped on a call earlier this week, chat a little bit before, the the podcast here but man it's just been great to connect with another um just a a good individual man with as you just mentioned a a good heart love here and everything that you got going on i think that the world is a better place with milan in it so thanks brother thank you for coming on man i was so excited to be able to share i mean that's just a sliver of of your story man like we didn't even get into 
you know, how you got tapped in with the S theory and all that. Maybe we got to do a, a round two <laughs> once you're back from Italy or something. It. Let's go, man. So anyways, Milan, um, if, if audience wants to to find you, what's, what's the best way, what's the best way to get in contact with you? They got questions about sustainability or, or content yeah, creation, creative intelligence. How, how can they get a hold of you? Totally. I hope I'm known for creative intelligence. That would be some dope shit that. right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, um, you yeah, already man. are, man. First of all, thank you very much. Like the great experience. I feel really grateful to be able to come on your show. And I know how much work goes into producing these. So mm. just knowing that like you see enough value in me and what I have to say that you're willing to put the work and the time into like producing this, posting it, the whole nine yards, like means a lot to me. So it's not taken for granted. And I appreciate you for that. And yeah. um, people can find me Milan Lombardo. So M-I-L-A-N-L-O-M-B-A-R-D-O on Instagram and all the socials and um, yeah, I'm, I'm building my personal brand. So I'm sharing my passions and a lot of what I want to say on, on Instagram and, uh, focusing a lot of it there. So reach out, follow everything you want to do. And then, uh, I'm have the what you juice podcast. So you can find that everywhere you get your podcasts like this epic, epic one we're listening to right now. So make sure you go rate this podcast, by the way, five stars, you can do it now on Spotify and leave, you know, comments and all that cool stuff. Let's go, baby. Hey, Milan, been a pleasure, my man. And I look forward to staying connected with you. So, Same, and, and I already know that audience loved it, man. So appreciate you coming on. Thank, thanks for being here. Keep doing what you're doing. And I will talk to you soon, man. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much, Colin. Appreciate you it, bet. man. Yes, sir. Yoo-hoo. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Seeds of Success podcast. I hope that you found this to be valuable and enjoyable with some actionable takeaways that you can implement into your daily life starting right now. If you did enjoy this episode, can you please do me a huge favor and share this with one friend? Just one friend is all that I ask. And if you could please leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coolin2322. That's Coolin with two O's. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, keep planting, keep harvesting, Keep sowing seeds with positive energy one day at a time, and I will see you on the next episode.